<laughs> Here we go. Don't stop believing. Tonight, we're back for another episode of You Dab Me at Hello. This is episode 32. Uh, I'm very excited about this one. <laughs> this one has so many songs in it that we had to cut it into two pieces uh, of a decade. Top 80s, male pop songs of the 80s. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Good. Good. I'm excited Good. about this episode. I I hope I'm still not laggy, but I'm pretty sure I am. You may little, be, yes. A little bit. Yes. Hi this to everybody. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> uh, well, we've got a ton of stuff to do uh, to catch up. So, Andy, if you want to uh, you know, solve your life's issues while we do so, that would be great. Uh, but thank you guys for joining us. Someone's already starting early. Is that you, Mike? Maybe. <laughs> Um, but hey, thank you. Thank you for joining us. This is the top 80s uh, male pop songs of the 80s. Um, and it's actually just 1980 to 1984. Uh, because like I said, we have so many songs. It took us forever just to get us down to the top 16. We had 33 that we all originally agreed on um, and had to kick out a bunch of uh, stuff. So at this rate, uh, you're lucky we got the 16 we have here um, but I'm very excited. Guys, do you remember the 80s? I mean, we were born in, in the early 80s, so we were pretty young. But uh, looking back on it, what are some memorable moments from the 80s that you guys, uh, you know, that stick out for you? Pooping uh, my pants. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that. Fraggle Rock. Mm. Nintendo. I was born. Uh, my, I remember that. My wrestling buddy. You remember that? <laughs> yep. Like, <laughs> You remember, you remember uh, you were born. yeah, every that's, minute, yeah. Oh, that's frightening. Uh, well, MTV <laughs> was launched uh, in 1981. 1981. Uh, we have uh, what else? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, Word <laughs> was released. Microsoft Word. Wow. Bigfoot. Uh, Word I think Monster Trap. Bigfoot. Computer. Yeah. Yeah. The VMAs began uh, in 1984. Oh, okay. Uh, Coca Cola introduced New Coke. Um, that went over uh, well. Yep, it did, yeah. Uh, the Wreck of the Titanic was discovered in 1985. I remember that. I was one. Uh, Chernobyl happened. One of the most interesting things to ever happen of all time. Still <laughs> like the worst things that ever happened. I know. Challenger happened. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, but, don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's about it. So, I, oh, and Andy's gone. Uh, oh, no. Yep. The Berlin Wall was torn down. In the 80s, so that's some good news, right? Uh, and the Nintendo Game Boy uh, also yeah. was introduced. 1989, so. right? Yes, actually. Yeah. Yep. Uh, also, the first mobile phone uh, came out in 83, Motorola. So that's fun. Hey, Andy. How are you doing? Hey, sorry. I got some other headphones because I have a feeling I'll be switching over to my phone at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you don't know, uh, Mike and I are, are in live from Rhode Island. Uh, and Andy is live from the middle of the woods. Um, I kid you not, it was either a bobcat or some sort of small lion. Uh, people 
apparently have seen a mountain lion somewhere in my area in the past three weeks. It went across the street into my woods. We went out and it looked at us and I watched it cross the street. I, I thought you were about to say that's what installed your internet and that's why it's <laughs> it probably chewed my it chewed the, the wires, probably. Well, uh, yeah, that's it, guys. Hey, share with us at home uh, any 80s memories that you guys have. Uh, outside of just, you know, music, there was so much going on in the 80s, uh, not to mention the birth of three very awesome dads. Uh, we were actually born fathers um, yes. in, the, in the 80s. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's good stuff. But if you have any uh, have any good stuff, um, I think Tiffany wants to know, where in the world do you live now? Um, I, I'm in Connecticut. I'm not too far. So that whatever animal that is, is headed your way into Rhode Island. <laughs> I know you're acting like we don't have that in Cranston. I, uh, I have, uh, <laughs> bobcats and foxes and coyotes. Uh, so it's, uh, my, kind of stuff, but my wife was saying, she's like, could be a cougar. She's like, what's a cougar. And I was like, don't Google that. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, hey, uh, I'm excited. Let's get right to it. We've got a great bracket here today that is uh, not being shared currently by me. Uh, I just tried to share it right wait, now, and it's wait, gone. Before we get into that, there's some stuff we gotta we gotta talk about because um, one, if you're on BandLab, BandLab, mm. uh, there's somebody called by the name of Angie. She has her own YouTube channel, Angified, um, who is helping us stream it on there as well for some more viewership. So. Uh, her and, and along with Tony, who's doing the production, big ups to them and, and the support. Um, and then we, you know, mask mandates are kind of uh, going down, and we got to hang out um, for the first time in forever a yeah. couple of weeks ago. And um, we had a little fun, a little, um, I was going to say a little dad fun, or, you know, that sounded weird, so that's why I didn't say it. But I was like, I'm, I'm going with it. <laughs> but then you said it. But then I, I said it. I was like, you know what? You, only you know what? We have a it. video of some of this daddy fun, too. <laughs> and here it is. You'll all notice um, I did not do that. <laughs> no, you were the smart one out of the group. Yep. My um, ribs are still intact. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually doing fine. pretty well. I did not hit the ground uh, like a bowling ball like Andy did. <laughs> uh, I didn't hit like a bowling ball. I hit like a sack of crap. That's what I hit. <laughs> I like uh, That slap, it was... I was like, it's not going to really pick up that well in the slow-mo. Oh, no, it, it like, doubled it. Um, <laughs> well, hey, this, it's been it's been a good uh, start to uh, the late spring, early summer. We are vaccinated and having fun, uh, and uh, I'm excited for the next couple weekends here to, to kind of get out and do some fun things. I hope you guys are all doing the same at home, uh, staying safe and, and uh, getting out with your family and stuff. 
Uh, anything going on in your lives, guys, this week? Same crap as you. <laughs> Actually, we we saw family, and Mike and I were together yeah. this weekend, so that was that was a lot of fun, and that was nice. Feel like we're getting back to normal a little bit. So nice. Yeah. All right. Just doing around the house stuff. Um, my arms and back and uh, chest muscles hurt because I uh, did yard work. Um, and it's been a while since I've done that much yard work. I dethatched my front lawn. That's a dad thing to do. <laughs> filled you know, an filled entire lawn bag with uh, dead grass clippings. That's how long it's been since I've dethatched my lawn. That was the worst experience. So I, I became a homeowner this year uh, for the first time, and I realized that I have slowly or very actually very quickly turned into a dad even more. Uh, I, I look forward to job lot ads uh, every week, uh, and I also uh, am looking for mulch sales. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm oh, waiting I, for those two for ten, a two for five or whatever it is. Mulch you, sales. You should see me on the riding mower. I have my, I got my glasses on, but then I also have protective eye gear over it at the same exact time. <laughs> Let me tell you, I get some looks. Yeah, you wear, you wear your mask on the. Oh. Uh... All the uh, elderly women in the neighborhood, are like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, hey, uh, this is it. We've got a great lineup of music here, and you probably can't see any of that unless you're watching us on the big screen. Uh, but we have everything from the Boys of Summer with Don Henley all the way down to Michael Jackson's Thriller. Uh, we did cap people at two uh, songs apiece. Uh, so Michael Jackson, I think, originally had like nine songs. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Journey had like six or seven songs. Um, so we did we did cut them down to just two per half decade. So again, this is our 1980 to 1984. So if you're wondering where your 1988 hit is, it is in another episode in the future. Uh, we are just doing the first five years. But uh, we probably should get right to it unless you guys have anything else that we need to shout out to or uh, talk about. Ain't nothing to it, just to do it. All right, well, here we go. So Our first song. <laughs> Our first song is The Boys of Summer by Don Henley versus Don't Stop Believing by Journey. People, I'm going to uh, let you guys talk this one out first. All right. I already know where Mike stands, <laughs> but I'm going with Don't Stop Believing. Yeah, I mean, first off, I mean, Don Henley, Eagles, uh, great. Uh, and I, but I, I was just never a huge fan of the boys of summer. Uh, it's a good song. I think the Atari's covered it later in life, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Yep. Um, but don't stop believing, man. Uh, it's, it's the perfect rock song. It's an anthem. Uh, so I'm going to go for journey. Don't stop believing. Good. I don't have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what would you have said? Um, so, uh, I, I expect, I expressed my discontent for the band Journey uh, and this song in particular at what? the last family outing we were at. Yeah, um, you're still part of the family? Too. I am still part of the family. Much uh, disgust of the family. Yeah, most people are like, what? You don't like that song? And I'm like, yeah, I just I'm, don't. I'm just pretty sure our grandfather threw a meatball at you. But... <laughs> I don't know where he got it from. We didn't even make meatballs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, just, he just randomly brought in a meatball into the, the family function. So um, uh, I yeah. saw Journey live um, with uh, second white guy, 
uh, as the singer. Uh, it wasn't original white guy. Um, so, but it was really good. I saw it in like 2004 at URI, uh, and they did uh, set one was all hits that I'd never heard of, and set two was the greatest hits. That thing was like three and a half hours long. I had like tenth row seats. Uh, it was awesome at the Ryan Center. So it was great. Cool. Let's talk about <laughs> us, the boys of summer. <laughs> oh, I forgot we talk about that stuff. Uh, we do. Yeah. I, I mean, I love the Eagles. Uh, I'm not sure. Did Don? I don't know. Someone else talk, please. What? Well, were you, you were going to ask a question about Don Henley. <laughs> I, I just don't know if I know much else from him as a singles uh, artist, but I also didn't want to sound stupid. But I, I don't think he has that many other um, uh, singles. Uh, Eagles, obviously, were huge, but Don Henley by himself. Was there, there other was, songs I'm missing? Um, I think so. Yeah, there were some other songs that he released, but this was his first breakout. Um, okay. And after leaving the Eagles, he wanted to kind of go into seclusion, um, but you know, he still wanted to write music. He only wrote the lyrics to the song. He didn't actually write the actual music. It was written by uh, Mike Campbell, who writes mm-hmm. with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Okay. Um, but then all of a sudden this, this song became a hit. And then after this song hit, uh, they released four more singles off this record. Uh, and then he had no choice but to actually be in the spotlight because his songs were so popular. Yeah. Um, and it is listed at uh, number 416 out of 500 for Rolling Stones' uh, greatest songs of all time. So. Nice. <clears throat> well, yeah. anything else to add? We, yeah, I was going to say that demo is going to be the Tom Petty's song. And uh, they're experimenting with the Lynn drum drum machine. Here's my, here's my drum machine facts. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Lynn drum also created Frankie Goes to Hollywood's Relax, AHA's Take On Me, um, Tears for Fear, Shout, Madonna's Lucky Star. So you hear those those epic sounds. We, you talked about the Ataris doing the uh, the remake of the song, which I love. I, I really yeah, like it. That's a great the, cover. Yeah. Um, they, they played that version at the 2003 Home Run Derby, and ESPN had used it in various promos for the event. And Don Henley basically pulled it, and he was like, no, because ESPN had hired Rush Limbaugh uh, at the time. And like most people, Henley couldn't stand Limbaugh. And I was like, nope, I refuse to give you a license to my song <laughs> until <laughs> I get it. So stand nice. it up. Yeah. All right. Well, next up, we have Uptown Girl by Billy Joel versus In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Man, all these are going to be tough, I think, for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I am I am gonna go with in the air tonight um, over Uptown Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, same. Oh, same. Okay, easy same. enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Billy Joel, uh, amazing. Uh, Uptown Girl, such a fun, uh, upbeat song. Uh, I remember watching the music video uh, when I was a kid quite a bit. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Speaking of that music video, um, I have some notes here. I want to talk about how bad I feel for uh, Billy Joel. So um, back in the day uh, when he was married uh, to Christy Brinkley, (laughs) who was in the video, you know, so sad. Um, (laughs) 
he wasn't dating her when he started writing the song. He was dating a different supermodel, Elle McPherson. So, you know, he had to break up with one supermodel and then just started dating another one. <laughs> Feel real bad for him. Uh, but he actually started writing the song when he was with Elle McPherson. And then as he was dating Christy Brinkley, he slightly changed the song. Ultimately, the song became about her. Um, you know, just yeah. real sad, you know? Yeah. Tough Billy life. Joel Billy Joel even said, the fact that I can attract such a beautiful woman as Christy should give hope to every ugly guy in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Heart of the Matter. Yeah, Tina just brought up. Uh, I forgot about that Don Henley song. That's a great song. Um, but he did say the entire album, uh, this song in particular, was sort of his tribute to uh, 60s pop music. Uh, and this song was written in the style of the Four Seasons. Uh, and Billy Joel tried to mimic uh, uh, Frankie Valley on this one. So that's mm, kind of why I it has, yeah, it's kind of why it has that vibe to it. Um, great, great song. Yeah, uh, in the background. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, moving on. We have. I'm Still Standing by Elton John versus Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield. This is um, a really tough one. This is a tough one. I'm Still Standing has come back into my life uh, because of the movie Sing. Yeah. Uh, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so the kids are singing this song all over again. But then Jesse's Girl came back into my life uh, because Rick Springfield, uh, just, <laughs> Rick Springfield just covered, or I'm sorry, did a sequel to the song called Jesse's Girl 2. Uh, with Coheed and Cambria, um, and it's amazing. And it's basically about how nobody told him that Jesse's girl was crazy, and he got stuck <laughs> with her later. <laughs> and awesome. uh, yeah, so um, I am going to go with Jesse's girl on this one. Hmm. 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 And yes, I am Jesse's hmm. girl now. Yes. Hmm. 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 You know, I originally going into this had one song in mind and this this past week uh i created a spotify playlist with these songs on and i've listened to it about three or four times and i changed my mind uh, i'm also going with jesse's girl okay all right i i would have gone with elton john um but that's only because i i respect him so much as a songwriter and also kind of but he's done um, as far as, let's see. <clears throat> uh, well, he didn't write it. Sub, sub, no, he didn't, but um, he wrote it with, with one of his writing partners. But yeah. I mean, just him, him as a, a musician and uh, his persona and his uh, sexuality and what he's done as far as, uh, you know, making that, you know, sort of, normal i guess you know what i mean when when he uh was a, a larger than life character people had speculations and then when he came out um people are just like oh yeah whatever cool like yeah. he's awesome yeah whatever and that sort of got the ball rolling for others to to really be themselves uh without having to hide anything which is really cool but um yeah like you were saying andy uh he did not write the song um until the lyrics were written by uh, Bernie Taupin is someone who's written uh, over 30 songs with Elton John and this being one of them. So he'll write the lyrics and then Elton John writes the music to the lyrics instead of it's usually the other way around where people will write the music and then write the lyrics to it. Uh, he does the opposite, which is really cool. 
Nice. Yeah. I, I, I just think there are many other songs for me with Elton John that I ended up liking a lot more, mainly 70s songs. Uh, you know, he had Your Song, which is one of my favorites from him. Uh, Tiny Dancer, Rocket Man, Rocket Man. Daniel. Um, Daniel's another really, really good. I like his slow songs. Um, you know, I guess that's why they call it the blues, Candle in the Wind. Um, you know, so, I mean, he's been going strong since the 60s. Um, so it's pretty crazy, um, you know, that we're kicking yeah. him out currently. But And now uh, he's, he's Eminem's sponsor, actually. Yeah. So, you know, you think about the crazy relationship that they had at the beginning where Eminem mm-hmm. was just dropping bombs on everybody and anybody in his lyrics. And uh, one of them was Elton John. And there was you know, obviously controversy in that. Now they're like best buds. And, um, you know, it's super cool that they you know support each other like that. All right. Well, uh, next up is another. Um, no, this isn't that tough. Billy Jean <laughs> by Michael Jackson. Uh, Come on, Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. Uh, I feel bad for Dexy on this one uh, because I do love that song and I think it could go places, but not when it's against Billy Jean. Um, yeah, Billy Jean. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a no-brainer on that one. Well, it's a good thing we three of us don't have any. I can attract such a. Beer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, so it looks like every pretty much everybody agrees with this. Michael Jackson. It's going to be tough because Michael Jackson dominated uh, 80s pop, possibly 90s pop. That's debatable. Um, and I agree, Kevin. Uh, it is uh, overplayed, um, but it's overplayed because it's been released for 40 years. Um, so, I mean, it's it's been played <laughs> a very long time. Um, but it's such a great song, such an iconic music video. Um, so Billie Jean is moving on, but I mean, I kind of feel that way about come on Eileen. Um, yeah, that's, it's a good song, but it's not something I want to listen to all the time. Whereas if Billie Jean comes on as soon as like that, that intro comes in, like, you're you're like, yeah, all right. But, um, come on Eileen was definitely an original song for that era because, um, it was just a completely different sound. You know, at that time you had a lot of, uh, you know, synthesizers being used and things like that. Yep. Um, and in this song, there was no synthesizers whatsoever. They had banjos, accordions, fiddles, a saxophone, you know, you just weren't hearing that at that point. Um, and they, they made a pop hit out of it. Um, and funny enough, <laughs> When this hit number one in the U.S., it actually took Billie Jean off the top spot. Um, so Billie Jean's coming back with revenge right here. <laughs> and not yeah, Come On Eileen is really interesting because of um, how it's played. Uh, Come On Eileen has many, many tempo changes throughout it. Uh, yeah. It has three different key changes uh, throughout it. Like you said, it's mainly instrumental. There isn't any, you know, any 80s uh, synthesizer music. And it comes from a band who's basically a one-hit wonder. Um, And this song is on our top 16 list with Michael Jackson, who has countless number one hits. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, some of the first music I can remember listening to as a child was Michael Jackson uh, on on 45 records and and the, the, the other kind that I can't remember what the number is. But... 
Um, 33 to 30. 33 and a 30. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's Billy Jean all the way. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about Dexy? Yeah. I, I know people joke about the, the name of the song, um, you know, being a, an, an, an innuendo for something. Um, but there may actually be some truth to that because the, the lyrical content of the song is actually based on a true story. So Eileen was a real person that uh, Kevin Rowland, the singer of Dex's Midnight Riders, actually grew up with. They were actually in a romantic uh, relationship at the age of 13 that advanced to the next stage, we'll say, without going into too much uh, detail. Um, holding hands, yep. yep. Yeah, holding hands, yep, and um, all that stuff. <laughs> but um, Roland himself was raised Catholic, um, so obviously, you know, sex is a taboo subject when it comes to the Catholic church. So this song was a combination of his upbringing and his relationship with this girl that he had at the time. Uh, and if you go back and read the lyrics now, uh, it makes a little bit more sense. So, uh, yeah. I'll just leave it and at that. Mike, let me, let me <laughs> ask you, do you like the group Bush? The group. I mean, they're, the they're all right. All right. right. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, like most, like <laughs> most people in the '90s, you know, they they liked that group and uh, their debut, Sixteenth Stone," uh, actually produced by the same people who produced this song. Oh, interesting. Well. Yeah, uh, which is Clive Langer. I hope I pronounced that right. Alan Wynn Stanley. So, hit me with the facts. <laughs> hit me with the wet. All fact. right. Next up, we've got uh, <laughs> "Man Eater" by Hall and Oates. Versus Tainted Ooh. Love by Soft Ooh. Cell. Um, um, Maneater. Wow, okay. All right. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to go with Maneater also, and only only because Tainted Love is a cover and not an original. It is. Okay. I mean, it's still the popular I, one. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, does it matter that Gloria Jones, who sang the original, said that Soft Cell's version is actually the best version of the song. She said that she loved uh, the emotion in, in his voice, and their version was far better than mine. All right. All right. Well, yep. there you and go. The, but not the, bit... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say not good enough to make it further on our list. No. But yeah. But uh, that, that, um, that vocal take was actually his first take. Um, oh. They recorded it multiple times, uh, and the, the take that we heard in the song was actually just a demo that he sang just uh, like a scratch track almost. Um, but after that, they couldn't really find anything that uh, had that sort of uh, tone to it uh, that matched the song. So they kept the original take. Um, and also this was a throwaway. This cover song that they were recording wasn't meant to be as popular as it was. They were deciding between covering this or the night which is a Frankie Valley song. Um, and they chose this song to record and it became a huge hit. So right. there you go. All right. Well, Hey, we've got man eater moving on. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about with tainted love? Rihanna redid it. Oh, really? Well, she, she sampled it on um, SOS rescue me. Oh, okay. All right. but, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great song. Whenever it comes on, I love it. I like listening to it. It's a good song. Um, but man eater, man eater is definitely, uh, the better song of the two. Um, all right. Well, hey, moving on. Um, for me, easy, but uh, maybe not. Careless Whisper by Wham mm. and Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. I want to hear from the audience on this one who's listening in because 
Um, this is a uh, very different styles. Eye of the Tiger yeah. versus Careless Whisper. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, Careless Whisper for me. Um, mostly, yeah. mostly for the video that Mike showed me this weekend. <laughs> what is it? What is his name? Like uh, sexy, sexy sax man. Yeah, so sexy sax man <laughs> plays the sax solo in just like places where you shouldn't, like in the middle of like the grocery store and like Walmart. He'll be up on like they kick him out of so many places. Like he's in a food court, yeah, <laughs> with no shirt, on. <laughs> no shirt on, just playing. And they're like, you gotta leave, and he's like, okay. The like, best part hey, is when when the we... when the guards are like dragging him out. You hear someone in the back go, "He doesn't like George Michael. He doesn't like George Michael." <laughs> and they're like, "What's that song again?" And he's just like, <laughs> "I was like, we're watching, just like crying." So, uh, yeah, man, these are huge, huge songs in very different ways. I had the tiger from Rocky three, maybe it was, um, it was a huge rock song. And then you have careless whisper, which just makes you feel feelings. Um, just good (laughs) stuff. So I'm going to go with careless whisper as well. Uh, Yeah. Careless whisper for sure. Wow. Three for careless whisper, uh, over eye of the tiger. Uh, But that's where we are. What do you guys want to say about Eye of the Tiger? It was on Rocky 3. I know that much. Yep, Rocky 3. The crazy thing about this was um, Sylvester Stallone uh, specifically had asked for Survivor to write this song. So uh, I guess someone who was trying to do the soundtrack for the film had played some of the songs from Survivor uh, to Sylvester Stallone. And they were like, oh, we kind of like this sound. And and Sly was like, yeah, I definitely, definitely need these guys to write a song. So he actually called them. I'm going to do my best Sylvester Stallone impression here. Right, uh, right here. He, yeah, he called uh, Jim. Uh, I want to say Peterick. Yeah, Peterick. Peterick. Uh, and Frankie Sullivan, who were the primary songwriters. And he left messages on their answering machines. So our answering machines were kind of new back then. So... When you had a message, like you knew it was important. So uh, they said, I hit the playback button. I heard, hey, yo, Jim, there's a nice message you got there. This is Sylvester Stallone. Uh, they didn't think it was actually him. Uh, yeah, boo, boo, get out of here. But um, yeah, there you go. So they, they actually recorded two versions. They recorded one version in, at a studio in Chicago. Uh, and that was the version that made it into the film because they had to get the movie, uh, the music in so they could put it into the movie. But then for the record, they went back and recorded again. And that's actually a different version of the song. Now, I think the most important fact here is that Weird Al recorded a parody of this song <laughs> called The Rye or the Kaiser, <laughs> which finds Rocky working at a deli still punching slabs of meat from time to time. Um, I need to go watch that video. I never knew that existed. You um, you forgot that that song was subtitled Rocky 13. Yes, it did. Say, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Which I feel like they hey, have made 13 movies. Is it weird that the first thing I think about when I see Hey Yo is Razor Ramon? No, that's uh, exactly what I think of. And not uh, Rocky. 
Hey, yo. All right. So hey, yo, we've Chico. got – that's a great song, by the way. Uh, but we've got Any Way You Want It by Journey. Just hiding oh, man. Versus Sorry. When Doves Cry by Prince. Yeah, I had a background Again, vocal. very, very different songs <laughs> here. Journey, the rock song, Any Way You Want It versus When Doves Cry, uh, a very uh, poppy song. So what do you guys think? I'm going to embrace this purple aura behind me, and I'm going with Prince because wow. that song is fantastic. Wow. Uh, what, what and not because wow I don't like Journey. That song is actually fantastic. It's a great song. What do you think, Arjun? Uh, you know, oh, man. Uh, so uh, When Doves Cry, actually, um, there's a cover of it on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack from 1996 where um, the singer Quindon Tarver uh, does a version of it. It's so good. Um, that's actually where I really started to like that song. Um, but any way you want it, man. That's so good. Um, when Doves Cry. All right. I'm in agreement as well. Uh, okay. When Doves good. Cry. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All the way. I, and, and you know what? I only feel okay with that because we still have Don't Stop Believing in here. I feel like we had to move Journey forward. If I if I didn't, When Doves Cry uh, would not have made it for me. But Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like... I was struggling, you know, we had a list of journey songs that we were going to put on the list and I struggled, you know, I struggled with coming up with the second one. And this was the one that I picked second because there's so many other ones that I, um, that I love. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm okay with this one leaving. <laughs> I mean, I, I love any way you too. want it. Uh, honestly, they have had so many hits. Um, this one wasn't uh, the highest one. I mean, Billboard Hot 100, it made it to 23. Um, but it's it's such a it's a great song. Um, it was released February of 1980, so it just made it uh, onto our list here. But yep. um, it is now uh, gone. Any other comments about any way you want it? Uh, it was a song that they wrote after touring with Thin Lizzy in 1979. So it was actually influenced by Thin Lizzy. Um, so they, they kind of did the guitar voice, guitar voice, guitar voice kind of thing where they were playing off of each other. Mm. Um, you know, and then, um, yeah. And then they wrote a song about it. That's really all I have. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't too much about the song. It's yeah. a pretty simple song. Yeah. Um, uh, is it still being used in commercials and stuff? Like, wasn't there? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's sure. still, it's still super popular, even though it didn't really get that far. I mean, I guess 23 is you still have the 23rd best song yeah. in, the, in the country. You're still in a good spot, but um, people still remember it. So. All right. Yeah, well, all right. Hey, uh, next up in the final uh, new songs of our top 16, we have uh, I ran so far away by a flock of seagulls versus thriller by mm. Michael Jackson. Again, I feel bad for a flock of seagulls. I do, uh, but when you're going up against the Riller, um... I don't feel bad for a flock of seagulls because they always like you're trying to enjoy yourself on the beach and they <laughs> just come up and they try to take your food. They always so, eat my French fries. I yeah. actually got into uh, I ran uh, playing Guitar Hero. Um, that was one of the the popular songs on Guitar Hero. It's got a great uh, like it's so fun to play. Um, but Thriller, obviously, for me, uh, one of the better songs of all time, uh, one of the best music videos, if not the best, best music video of all time. Uh, if you haven't seen that, by the way, if you're one of the few people who have not seen Michael <laughs> Jackson's Thriller, 
Um, it is a movie. It is great. Um, what about the ending when it's his face and he's got the green eyes? It's like, <laughs> I know. Uh, it's no gaggle of seagulls, but we're. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Thriller just in case I didn't make it clear. Yeah. I'll, yeah, Thriller. I'm going with Thriller as well because mostly because a seagull took my Nikolai Volkov wrestling action figure out of my hand when I was a kid on the beach and took off with it. And my mom had to buy, buy me a new one. Cause I was very upset. Uh, but no, like I feel like uh, I ran, it's been stuck in my head all week. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you were to make an eighties time capsule, like this could be the theme song of the eighties. Like I just, you instantly get trapped into what I feel like was 1982. And I wasn't born yet, but I just feel like that's what it, like, I feel like that as you're walking down the street, you're going to the mall, like that's the, the theme song that's going on in your head. Um, Cause I figured that's what everybody does in 1982, right? You just go to the mall yeah. and hang yeah. out, um, <laughs> watch it. a movie. Um, what else are they to do? Or be in detention. Right. I mean, yeah. every movie is about that. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, the VH1 put this in their 100 greatest songs of the 80s at number 55. I think that's a little, I think that's a little high, low. I don't think that's good enough. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and they also put it at number two on their 100 greatest hit, uh, one hit wonders of the 80s. Um, so I feel like that's a little better. Um, so yeah, this was a, a con basically a, on a concept album about an alien invasion on earth i never knew that but apparently this song yeah yeah, um is about um uh, seeing an attractive female and becomes anxious and he wants to run away from his feelings but he can't forget her and then they are both abducted by aliens i need to really listen to the lyrics of the song (laughs) i missed that completely uh yeah and they don't even like the song i guess they do but they feel like they had better ones which I think is like probably most one hit wonders uh, yeah. artists. They're like, all right, why'd that song make us famous? Like we had like better artistically, <laughs> you know, songs. Um, but people love it. I like it. Like I said, I've been literally singing that all day in my head. Yeah. And and this song was um, credited as one of the songs that uh, really kickstarted the second uh, British invasion in the U S um, it was, one of the first videos on MTV. Um, so it was absolutely huge uh, once it hit. Um, so, you know, it, it's a highly influential song in in music culture period, not just in the 80s, but, you know, it, it kind of brought a ton of music over to the US that we wouldn't have normally gotten. Um, and uh, his crazy hair is because um, he was actually a hairdresser before he sang for the oh. band. So that explains his uh, his haircut. And if you're a Friends fanatic, you remember that when they would go back to uh, the 80s, Chandler would have his hair in a flock of yep. seagulls type do. I mm-hmm. would see, I cut my hair. I want, totally wanted to do it uh, tonight <laughs> where put some eyeshadow on and stuff like that. I would have left. RJ looks too serious. Well, oh, <laughs> everybody on Band Lab, by the way, said Eye of the Tiger. So apparently we got that wrong. Oof. Mm. Sorry. 
Um, yeah, the only thing I'd add here, uh, I ran, um, they just came out with a new no, album didn't. in 2018, uh, and it was basically 12 older songs and one new song, uh, but they're all done with an orchestra. So I ran is done with an orchestra, uh, behind it in the new version. So I'm going to check that out at some point, but it's on the new album Ascension. Uh, you'd run if there was a donut shop. You what? I said, you'd run if there was a donut shop. <laughs> You actually used to run. Mark, I, I shouldn't kid. RJ used to run. I did. I actually ran a 5K. Yeah. I know that's not a lot Wait. for a lot of people, but for me, Wait, that was can do. It's a marathon. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was good. I did my 5K in 30 minutes, uh, a little over 30 minutes. Um, and uh, that was about four years ago now, and I uh, have not uh, essentially run since. But um, <laughs> I, may, I may again. Who knows? Uh, but hey, we're in the top eight. That's it. Uh, we oh, have right. eight uh, amazing songs right now, um, and we are making good time as well. So if you are trying Assuming. to get to bed early, um, we may do it. We may do it tonight. I'm not sure, um, <laughs> unless I just keep talking like I am currently and not getting into the top eight. But uh, our show, we do whatever we want. Yeah, we do what we want. But hey, yeah. also we make music. So uh, in the spirit of of '80s amazing music, uh, Andy and I also make 2020s uh, okay music. And it's uh, available on BandLab. Uh, it's available on YouTube and Spotify. If you look up RJ Gun Music or uh, Andy is under a V-Rap, as in Velasa, um, I think, maybe. I don't know. Um, spoil it. Well, I, I was saying, like, V is in Velociraptor. Uh, it doesn't have to mean Velociraptor. It could mean, you know, very rappy. Uh, I don't know. Mm. Uh very crappy. <laughs> Someone called me that, and I was like, hmm, I can well, use you that. You never know. <laughs> um, but it is getting late, so just before we do, I, I think it's, what time is it? One more minute till the end of the night. But how could we end when it feels so right? We haven't made a nice. new intro in a while, so I apologize. But uh, that song's available along with about 12 others. So if you like them, uh, check them out on YouTube and Spotify. But... We're now in the top eight. Yeah. Oh, so hopefully a new one pretty soon. Yeah. Yes, we're working on a new one. I actually have three in the hole, uh, but one is actually pretty much almost done. Um, and, <laughs> shut up. And uh, <laughs> I was doing fine until I looked at it. In his face, um, <laughs> I got three, one down. Uh, but no, I'm actually pretty excited about it. It's one of my favorite beats that uh, Andy's produced uh, in a while. Because uh, he's been producing a lot of crap, but this one is really good. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually, I actually, uh, he he sends me things every every once in a while. He's gotten super lazy. Uh, he used to name them, and now he just sends them over as dates, which is super confusing. Because I like think of like, oh, this is a great one. I'll remember 423. Like, so he used to name them really funny things, like beauty is right outside your window and all that deal. And now all right, I'll start like, naming them again. The date. Um, but no, I 522 uh, is coming out soon. Uh, Not on 522. It'll probably have a name uh, by then, <laughs> or maybe I'll just keep it as 522. I'm not sure. But we should. Let's just screw everybody up. Um, well, a whole date. It'll be like 52284. They'll be like, "What happened on that day?" <laughs> Nothing. It's about a well, month. Let's look it up. Two months after I was born. Um, but yeah, we're in the top eight now, guys. Thank you for hanging out with us. I'm seeing that no one left after that really long interlude, um, but we're still here. <laughs> Um, Dude, don't it's stop. Palate, it's, just a, it's just a palate cleanser. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, however, nobody's commented in a while. They don't know what to say. To anything. 
Like we could have at least said, "Oh, I like that song," you know, or "Hey, you know, I've I've downloaded your music. It's great." But no, nothing. Just Dead a black silence. heart. <laughs> oh, it's, it shows up white when I do it like that. But whatever. I think it was black originally. Um, but yeah, don't stop believing. In the air tonight, mm-hmm. Phil Collins. So it's Journey versus Phil Collins. Don't stop believing versus the most well-known drum solo ever. What do you guys think? Um, you know, I am never going to stop believing because I I believe, so I'm going with journey on this one. How about you, Mike? Go ahead. Go go ahead. Go ahead, RJ. I mean, just put the the nail in the coffin. Yeah. I feel like you should go because I'm just about to shut you down, but, um, no, I do like in the air tonight. I actually, was it a non point maybe that did a cover uh, of in the air tonight? Um, it was super good. Uh, that might not even be a name of a band, but um, that, is, that is okay. Then it was them. Um, they did an amazing cover of that song, and then my band back in the day covered Non Points cover of In the Air Tonight. Uh, so it was a cover of a cover. Um, so I'm going to vote for Don't Stop Believing. Mike okay. wouldn't have voted for that, but uh, it's moving on. No, Mike. I I just I just don't. I just can't stand that. Listen song. to your wife. She's saying, don't stop believing. I have to listen he, to my wife. It's because he doesn't believe. He doesn't believe. I stopped believing a long time ago. That's, <laughs> I mean, this is, That's for my other podcast, Mike. <laughs> this is pretty split. You know, people are, are yeah. going back and forth between uh, Phil Collins and and Journey. I Both of these a, songs are very iconic. Yeah, so. it was a toss-up for me, too. I love both of these songs. Not anymore. Now, well, well, they're not with that company anymore. So yeah. they're just. Kind Why do you say that less. company? Like we're we've been we can't talk about it. They censor everything. They'll just yeah. they'll hear that. They'll shut the whole thing down. It's true. The WWF. Uh, they'll release us from their roster. The WWF. <laughs> they don't even know that we're under contract right now. We've been getting paid. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, just to bring everyone into the personal conversation <laughs> we're having, the WWE has released twenty six people. Over the past two months, uh, maybe three months, uh, everyone from announcers to referees to huge names like Braun Strowman, if you know that name, or the Iconics. Um, So uh, crazy news in the wrestling world. Uh, If we have another wrestling episode, I'm sure we will dive into that because there probably are many more releases to come. Uh, And also a rumored NBC buyout, um, which I was just reading about today. Uh, we'll but interesting stuff in the world of wrestling, unless you don't like wrestling, and then all of this is not interesting at all. <laughs> and everyone is leaving. Yes, but don't yeah. stop believing in the air tonight. Both great songs, but let's talk about in the air tonight a little bit here. Um, yeah, Phil Collins wrote this song um, about uh, after his divorce from his first wife. Um, he was really upset after the divorce. So he ended up leaving Genesis and then uh, started writing some music for himself, some solo music. So uh, that led to him writing this song uh, on that record uh, face value. Um, But by the time the song had come out, he was dating someone else uh, who uh, Jill Tavelman, who eventually became his second wife, they would divorce. (laughs) Second and then, wife. Second wife. Uh, they would divorce, <laughs> and he would write another album in 1993 about that divorce. Um, so, so he this, was like the Taylor Swift. Of yeah, the he was. Um, <laughs> but uh, so he claims that he actually offered this up 
uh, as a song when he was in Genesis. And the other members of Genesis uh, refute that fact and say they've never heard the song until <laughs> he released it. Um, so we don't we don't know what the truth is. Maybe they're just bitter. They didn't have any songs as big as this. But uh, yeah. And and we were talking about this yesterday with uh, Tony, who's helping produce this over on, on BandLab, um, that this this song, you know, you talk about it was divorce. There's gossip about you know, the hidden meaning behind this song. And there's all these rumors that it's about him seeing someone drowning and then just not doing anything about it. <laughs> um, and we're talking about like, imagine if this happened, the song came out during social media times and how this could just like blow up with false information to people. I mean, people still believe it. Um, I mean, he's pretty dead set on no, yeah. I don't know where that came from. Um, so the rumor still lives, uh, but it, <laughs> It is just a rumor. Um, it is, you know, about something completely different, obviously. And and we got to talk about that that drum solo, like we, that. Yeah. That, and and there were multiple takes of the song that he did. This just happened to be the one that they used, and so there wasn't a drum solo played in every uh, recording or every iteration that Phil had played. Um, but that do 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 just ended up being what they used on the record. Uh, and that's what everyone remembers the song for. Like when that part comes, everybody in the room stops and they're all air drumming to that part, almost yeah. like, you know, Tom Sawyer and, and Rush. <laughs> um, but the funny thing is uh, yeah. this, this drum fill was actually the same drum fill or similar drum fill was actually used by Kenny Aronoff uh, for Jack and Diane uh, in 1983. I think that song came out. Uh, I detest that song. Um, but, uh, yeah, Kenny Aronoff, great drummer. Um, yeah. Used that drum fill as well. Yeah. He, um, he was using the Roland CR 78, um, which also, so again, that's another drum machine, big into drum machines. Um, so that was also played in I can't go for that by uh, Holland Oates, mad world by tears for fears. Uh, Radiohead actually uses it. Um, or has used it in live performances as well. Um, and the way he did the drums, um, like throughout the entire song was just kind of very simplistic. And then just that hits you. Um, and then literally then, you know, that hits you. And then Mike Tyson punches you just like in the hangover. <laughs> um, so. Well, uh, now that I, so I did a little research into Phil Collins after, uh, the fact after we had added this song and I don't understand why we chose this song um, against all odds. Take a look at me now is probably my favorite song from him. Uh, and that was in 1984. Um, but I think that has, was on the list. Originally. It was on our list. We could, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why I, I missed it, but like I, just, I didn't fight for it, but uh, one more night was another one from 85. Um, and then groovy kind of love another day in paradise, which I think might be on our second list for 1989. Um, even in the nineties that he, he redid true colors, uh, which was a great, uh, cover. Uh, you'll be in my heart, uh, was yeah. another one from him. The, so he's the got Tarzan a, soundtrack was amazing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, only time you're going to see Phil Collins and I think NSYNC on the same, on the same <laughs> record, but, um, yeah, he's, he's so good. Um, but, uh, it just doesn't stack up, I guess, uh, overall against don't stop believing. But, uh, next up we've got Jesse's girl. Uh, versus Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Mm. Uh, Billie Jean. Yeah, Billie Jean. 
Oh, okay. Sorry, Jesse's girl. Yeah. Sorry, RJ. You're kidding me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Billy Jean. Yeah, it sounds uh, sounds like Billy Jean is is moving on. Um, Tina says Phil Collins wrote in the air about his wife cheating on him. Um, but yeah, I didn't see that. Don't spread false. Well, yeah, well, so the funny thing I is said divorce, to, to go, to go leave back it to, to Andy that. to feel bad yeah. for uh, Phil Collins' <laughs> first wife. Uh, now to to go 80s. back to that, um, apparently <laughs> apparently she cheated on him with uh, some uh, like a contractor or a painter oh, right. or something. Mm-hmm. So Phil Collins was doing a live show and uh, he was backstage before his set started and he saw a paintbrush and some paint and he put those on stage next to where he was performing to let his wife know that he knew. And then he played, yeah, he played it off as like a, Oh no, I I just thought it'd be cool for the set, but she knows, (laughs) she knows better. She said publicly, like I, he knew exactly what he was doing. (laughs) Did it on live TV. Anyway, Jesse's girl. Sorry. Yeah. Jesse's girl. So a great song, but I had forgotten how good it was until, like I said earlier in the show, Coheed and Cambria, uh, in August of 2020, released a music video called Jesse's Girl 2, and it depicts uh, Springfield, um, who supplies some of the song's vocals, basically saying like he was successful in stealing the girl away from Jesse, but realizes she's mentally unstable. Um, <laughs> and so he uh, muses that he was likely set up by Jesse in order to be rid of the woman, um, and that he is now trapped in a loveless marriage with children in a future he didn't want. Um, and it's so crazy because Rick Springfield and Coheed and Cambria's uh, lead singer, Claudio, sound exactly alike. It's so weird um, hearing the song. You wouldn't even realize that he's singing the third verse, Rick Springfield. Uh, but if you haven't heard it yet, Jesse's Girl 2, uh, Coheed and Cambria and Check Rick it Springfield, it's really, really good. And they actually, if you know Coheed and Cambria, uh, wrote the song off of the Blood Red Summer um, uh, song melody. Um, and so you'll, if you know Coheed, you'll recognize the background of that. But uh, I say all that to say Jesse's Girl is a great song. Um, it remained in uh, the number one on the Billboard uh, Hot 100 uh, for quite a while. Um, but yeah, what do you guys yeah. think? Yeah, I mean, uh, Rick, Rick Springfield was uh, basically uh, two, two things. Just, uh, you know, he was an actor as well as a musician. Yep. Um, he was Dr. Noah Drake on General Hospital. When I when I say that, I'm thinking of Dr. Drake Ramore. Who was <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, this like a friend. So. Um, <laughs> so he got he got back into music, and you know this song just just blew up. Um, so the producer was Keith Allen Olson, who um, also worked with Fleetwood Mac. Ozzy, the Grateful Dead, White Snake, Pat Benatar, you name it. So major, major hits. Um, and uh, yeah, this was kind of, I guess, a little bit of a real life story. So yeah. um, that's probably where most songwriters get their best material. Yeah, we, we may never find out who Jesse's girl actually was. So uh, Jesse. <laughs> so the story behind it. Um, uh, Rick Springfield actually did an interview with uh, the website Song Facts, and he told the story. Um, I don't know her name. It was a brief relationship I had when I was making stained glass for a while. I was going to a stained glass class in Pasadena, and I met this guy and his girlfriend. Uh, I was turned on to his girlfriend, but she was just not interested. 
I had a lot of angst. I went home and wrote a song about it. Then about four months later, I stopped going to the class and I lost contact with them. The only thing I remember is his name was Gary. I changed the name because Gary didn't sing very well. The whole thing, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is absolutely what I was feeling. He wasn't getting it. I wasn't. It was really tearing me up. Uh, Angston is, is an amazing motivator to write a song. Um, Oprah's people tried to find who Jesse's girl was. Uh, they got as far back as finding the stained glass guy because I couldn't remember his name, but they said it was in the late seventies. They found him, but he had died two years earlier and they'd thrown all the papers out a year after that. So we found, we missed finding out who she was by one year. Hmm. We may never find out who is Jesse's girl. Uh, sorry about that, guys. I Gary's accidentally girl. pressed back and disappeared from the show. Sorry I bored you with my story, RJ, that you <laughs> well, had to I, leave. <laughs> I came back thinking, oh, no, did I just end the broadcast and everything? Like, I was panicking really quickly. But uh, You just said, um, oh, God, Mike's talking again. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, shut up. Uh, gosh. <laughs> well, hey, we uh, just have a, a couple songs left here. Uh, a couple meaning a lot more than two. Um, but a couple uh, two. I know. Like Jesse, uh, but I'm actually. Girl. Oh, here it is. All right. Hey. Maneater by Hall and Oates uh, versus Careless Whisper by Wham. This one's actually a hard one for me. It's the battle of the tough. mediocre songs on our podcast for the episode tonight. What? what? I mean, in comparison what? to some of my favorites. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Careless Whisper. All right, good. At least you're making the, the better decision. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I like Maneater, but uh, yeah, Careless Whisper is such a good song. So yeah. I got I got to go with that as well. When, when you first put Maneater on your on the list, um, I was kind of like, eh, I don't I don't know. It's I don't, a great I, song. Yeah, and then I listened to it and again, I was like, yeah, that song kind of rocks. Um, so yeah, I, I turned I turned the table on it. Sad to see uh, it go. Is that a phrase? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like turn the so, table on it. I don't know. Is that a, a listen, three in the hole? Listen, I'm coming up with phrases that people can use after this. I'm just going to copyright them, uh, and every time someone says it, I make uh, I don't know two you dad me hello uh, sense off of it. Are you uh, are you talking about Joey there? Yeah, I turned the table on. Him. <laughs> no, He's a good dude. He's a good dude. So, uh, do you know about? So, who's got their cell phone? Um, so, and don't. Don't charge the bill to me. But in 2011, um, yeah, um, two fans set up a, a Colin Oates, Colin Oates, yeah. Colin Oates hotline. Colin Oates. So if you ever were in desperate need of a Holland Oates, welcome to Colin Oates, your emergency Holland Oates helpline. <laughs> to hear one on one, please press one. To hear rich girl, please press two. To hear man eater. Please press. Oh, we want to hear Man Eater. Hold on. I don't know if we can play it. I don't know if we're allowed to play it. Yeah, that. that's my show. So. Ah, well, okay, yeah, that's it. There you go. There you go. And we've been kicked off all of our, uh, <laughs> we so, We'll never, we'll never miss Man Eater. Ever. Ah, that is a great song. Oh, oh here she comes. <laughs> I can sing it, right? Watch out, boy. Uh, but anyways. Um, <laughs> Uh, Manager's a great song. You probably just got um, charged like seven ninety nine. <laughs> so I call that number at least three other times today because it's 
It's too funny. It's too funny. <laughs> you're going to come home at the beginning of the month and you're going to be like, the, what is this bill? The number written down on this <laughs> piece of paper right here. What is this 900 <laughs> number you've been done? <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to pause the video. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Boom, there we go. One. Seven one nine two six six. There's the number two eight three seven. It's actually one seven nine two six oats is what that spells. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if you do get charged, that is not our fault. We are uh, not taking yes. responsibility for no, the amount of is... times that you dial that number. And if um, you are under the age of eighteen, make sure you get your parents' permission. Yes. Uh, also, <laughs> you shouldn't be watching our show. More likely, um, yeah. you should be in bed. Uh, Saving that in my contacts, just in case I ever need it. <laughs> when Doves Cry by oh, Prince man. versus Thriller by Michael Jackson. Uh, people at home, what are your thoughts here when we're putting Prince versus Michael Jackson? Uh, this is a pretty um, mm. tough situation for some of you. For me, it's not a Thriller uh, Michael Jackson by far. Mm. Andy is just having an existential crisis over this one. This I, is... You know, while while Andy does have that, I have to uh, admit something to the world today. Uh, I don't really care for Prince. Uh, sorry. And you're wearing a purple uh, shirt. Too. I am. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. He doesn't do it for me. I. I oh man. I'll say it as I always a, do. We're on a podcast. We're on a podcast. I know. That's why I'm just saying <laughs> right. random words. Well, so there's no oh, oh, What's everybody saying? Because wow. everyone's saying thriller. Everyone's thriller. saying thriller. Yeah. 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 I think they're right, though. I think they're right. I, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I, yeah, I would go with <laughs> <when> those. <laughs> uh, mm, <laughs> you ever, shut up. When when doves cry, I, I was I was going with. When oh doves wait, cry. you're doing when doves cry? Yep. And I did oh. thriller. Mike, where are you? I already, but I already said thriller. Oh okay, well there you go. Well, I said I have to agree with everyone. Well, you said everyone, but then Andy ditched us, so I don't know what was happening here. Um, Tough choice right. though. Tough choice. Thriller. That. Thriller moves on. Uh, let's talk about uh, Prince. Man. And the revolution. Um, like I said, yeah. first off, uh, if you have not seen Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio, Claire Danes, 1996, um, this song is sung by a child, uh, Quindon Tarver, uh, who does an amazing job on it. Um, it. For that song alone, there's that. first off, the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack is uh, amazing. Uh, a lot of really good people, Garbage, Everclear, uh, Desiree, uh, The Butthole Surfers, Cardigans, uh, Radiohead. Uh, it's a great album, a uh, great movie. Go check it out. But um, that's that's the, that's where that song comes in for me a ton. Um, obviously, Prince does a great job. It's his song. But yeah. Yeah. And man, uh, Prince played all the instruments on mm -hmm. here. Uh, yep. He originally had bass in the in the song and then took it out. So his bass player was out of a job for this, this, uh, <laughs> this song. He was, he was still in the video, though. Yeah. And yeah. then the drums. <laughs> Um, his drummer, sorry, you're out too. We're going to play a drum machine on here in which he played the LM one drum machine, which was the first programmable programmable drum machine that actually sampled live, um, or real drums. Um, yeah, he, man, this is such a great song. He, I like the genuine, um, remake as well. 
genuine. Uh, uh, Prince didn't like it though. Um, he was very much of uh, sing your own damn songs, but does he care? He's getting a damn uh, royalty. <laughs> He's getting a royalty check. check yeah. Yeah. Um, MC Hammer uh, sampled it in his his song "Pray," which I'm sure cost a fortune. Um, there's like a few artists where you're like if you're gonna sample them, you're you're probably not gonna make any money anyway, so don't even bother. Um, <laughs> that's probably one of them. But I mean, Prince still has songs coming out. Yeah, he's got. I, I forget what the number was, but he's got like songs in the backlog after he passed away for the next I don't even know how many years. Like we're gonna be hearing Prince for eternity. Yeah, there, I was reading stories that um, Prince would just record and record and record and his recording engineer would say they'd be there for 24 hours straight sometimes because prince would just come up with an idea and they'd have a whole room set up so all the instruments would be set up in the studio and prince would be like oh i'm gonna go do this and like play a guitar part and be like oh uh, yeah i got this awesome drum part and then just go from instrument to instrument and the only time uh they would leave the studio is because prince felt bad and would let his recording engineer go home and sleep um so but you make know, them pancakes. Yeah. Like but, Charlie uh, Murphy said. It it uh it pays <laughs> off. So this this song when when it was released in the US was the number one song in 1984. And it kept Bruce Springsteen uh from getting to number one. Dancing in the Dark hit number two. And this was the song that kept uh the boss from ever getting a number one hit song. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, hey, so we are in our top four. Uh, oh, this is it. And I don't know if we're going to have any uh, complaints here, but we've got Don't Stop Believing by Journey, Billie Jean by Michael Jackson, Careless Whisper by Wham, and Thriller by Michael Jackson. So Michael Jackson does make it in with both of his hits uh, that we had on the list, among others. Uh, what do you guys think? This is uh, going to be a tough final four. Yeah. I feel like this top 16 was tough. I think the first round we did, we got through it, and we uh, that after that, this is I'm already I already don't know what I'm going to say. So, I think uh, I think I have I think I have an idea here. I mean, I, I'm just going to talk real quick about uh, no. Michael Jackson here. Uh, Billie Jean is a great song, not one of my favorites, um, but honestly, came out with a ton of songs. My first record I can remember playing. Uh, was uh, Off the Wall, uh, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Rock With You, Off the Wall, She's Out of My Life, Girlfriend, um, All Off the Wall. Um, and then uh, on Thriller, you had The Girl Is Mine, Billie Jean, Beat It, Want to Be Starting Something, Human Nature, PYT, Pretty Young Thing. Um, Billie Jean is a great song. It's just not one of my favorites uh, overall. Um, so in, in saying all that, uh, Don't Stop Believing is going to be my pick for this one. Yeah, I'm not a huge Journey fan, as I've let that be known. But I will acknowledge how popular that song is. Uh, and I I believe that it is a more popular song than Billie Jean. Okay. With that said, Andy, what's your pick? <laughs> uh, my pick is... Billie Jean. Oh, okay. So wait, I I chose Don't Stop. What did you choose, Mike? <laughs> I haven't chosen anything yet because that didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Um, 
But no, I, I, I think in this round, I'm actually going to have to pick Journey. Um, yeah. Um, and and sort of cheating a little bit, kind of knowing what uh, my choice will be for the next round. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, let's talk about let's talk about Billie Jean, I guess, a little bit here. I, I kind of went into it a little bit here, giving away some of the other hits from Thriller. Thriller being probably one of the greatest albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billie Jean, The Girl Is Mine with Paul McCartney. Um, you know, Beat It. Uh, Want to be what's, starting something is a what's great the song, song that uh, what was the last song on the album? Um, the one that LL Cool J sampled for um, Hey Lover. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, gosh, why can't I remember what that is? It would be wow, something Lady with, in My Life, yeah, Lady in My Life, yeah, okay. Listen to the beginning um, of that and then listen to Hey Lover. Rod Temperton was uh, a, a, an English songwriter. Uh, he did a ton uh, with Michael Jackson. Uh, he was the one who wrote Baby Be Mine. Um, he also uh, had to do with Lady in My Life as well. Um, but that whole album's great. I mean, and most of it was singles. It's ridiculous yeah. how many singles yeah. came off that album, if not all of them. Pretty, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think there was only two songs that were not released off the record. And I used to listen to that all the time. My mom had that on on record, and so I was listening to that qu- quite a bit, along with Off the Wall. Um, yeah. That album, I think, was 1984 as well, which was mm-hmm. which was my my year. I, I was no, it was released in 82, 83. Sorry, uh, 80. Yeah, sorry, 82. Yep. 82. Yeah. Uh, yeah. However, so many singles came out. The last single, Thriller, came out November of 83. Um, <laughs> so it was ton, but. Um, but yeah, but talking about Billie yeah. Jean more specifically, it was a pretty simple video. I think that was the um, light up dance floor, right? Uh, on the sidewalk. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that's where he kind of debuted the, the moonwalk, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yep. Live. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he did a 1981, maybe there was a, um, uh, he was do- performing that song live. Yeah. And the, the music video, I remember like the light up uh, ground, like every block that he stepped on. Yeah. Right? The concrete tiles. Yeah. Yeah. The, so ro- something I've been doing lately is Rolling Stone always puts out like their top 500 albums of all time. And so recently I've been like, all right, I'm just going to start picking albums off of here that are in the top. And they listed, I think in the last one, 2013, uh, Marvin Gaye um, as one of the top albums. And it was good. Uh, I liked it. And then, um, but Thriller is by far, I think, yeah. the greatest album of all time. Um, for like what you said, every single song was a hit. Um, this song has a lot of, um, takes as to where this came about uh, as far as the lyrics go. Uh, MJ himself was saying that it was more about his brothers and women, uh, basically saying you impregnated me in the, yours. Whereas basically um, about groupies, right? Yeah. And then there's also been, I guess, rumors. Or I don't know if it's rumors or not, but Quincy Jones, the producer, is basically saying, no, it's about one particular woman who was basically stalking MJ, who MJ never had any you know, um, connection with. And she was yeah. saying, no, my, my kid is yours. <laughs> um, it was like you know, showing up in places where she shouldn't be showing up. So um, yeah, apparently, what the real story is. Yeah, apparently um, the woman in question – was just lounging by Michael Jackson's pool one day um, yeah, in a bathing suit and sunglasses. 
Um, but the funny thing is, according to Quincy Jones, she said that Michael Jackson was the father of one of her twins. Yes. Yeah. So she's yeah. a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Billie Jean uh, is still in heavy rotation. It receives more than 250,000 spins per week in clubs around the world. Um, and uh, that baseline is is tight. That baseline that is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's such a simplistic beat. But it gets you moving. You know, it's just that get you in that vibe. Um, the, the something to note as well um, with the Billie Jean music video, it was really the first video by a black artist to be aired in heavy rotation on MTV. Um, yeah. So he was very um, integral uh, in helping to pioneer, um, you know, black artists on MTV. Um, and it was it was it, it made me like disco. You know, it actually had that disco feel into yeah. it. Um, which I don't generally like, but off the wall was straight disco. Yeah. And then uh, Thriller had pieces of it in in their music, but um, Thriller, the album. Um, it's, it's funny that you mentioned disco. There was actually an answer song that was written in 1983 called Superstar by Lydia Murdoch, where Murdoch adopts the persona of Billie Jean to tell Billie Jean's side of the story. Hmm. Um. I have not listened to it yet, um, but this was a fact that I found on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so it be must true. be true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there was never any uh, record of Michael Jackson hearing the song. So um, I don't know if it's true or not, but uh, that was released in 1983. Yeah. Same year. Well, Don't Stop Believing by Journey has moved into our finals, and that leaves just two songs uh, to move into the finals here Careless Whisper by Wham or Thriller by Michael Jackson. And I think what Mike was hinting to earlier uh, is Thriller by Michael Jackson is my pick to go into the finals here. Yes, that is my choice as well. Is that both of your picks? Yeah, that's my choice. Yeah. All right. I would also choose Thriller. I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One of them them has to go in. Yeah, yeah, it's not both. I mean, honestly, uh, it, it you could go either way with "Don't Stop Believing" or "Billy Jean," and it would have been fine. Um, but "Thriller," if, in my opinion, is obviously the better of the two Michael Jackson songs. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about "Careless Whisper," George Michael, uh, Wham. Uh, what do you guys got to say about them? Yeah, George Michael wrote this when he was a teenager. Yeah, he was on, seventeen when he wrote this song. That's crazy. On yeah. a bus. Fictitious, just a fictitious bus. Yeah, no, the bus but, was real. Yeah, uh, what? the story is fictitious. Well, we don't, we don't really know. It could have been a fictitious bus. Um, Magic school bus. Yeah. Um, they uh, went through, I think, eleven different people to try to nail that saxophone part. Like he, he had it in his head. This is how it's supposed to sound. Somebody would come in and play. He's like, no, that's not it. Uh, so they just kept going through until they found an English jazz musician. Um, uh, yeah, Steve Gregory. Uh, I don't know if he's the English jazz musician. My notes got all jumbled up there. So yeah, maybe he's English. Maybe he's just, uh, maybe he's just Steve Gregory, but he, he got on there and uh, hit that, hit that saxophone. You hit the saxophone. You play the no, saxophone. You play the He's saxophone. Like, this is how you do it. And George Michael. Like, That's why oh, the other nine play. guys didn't get the job. Yeah. <laughs> George Michael uh, like hit that saxophone. Like, so the the, the I get 
one of the challenges of playing that part uh, that I was reading was playing all of those notes, those sustained notes in one breath without breaking. And that's what gives that that solo, the, the character that it has. Mm. But the only way they got that was actually by having him play the part and then slowing it down. Um, so what you're hearing isn't actually how it was recorded. They recorded it faster and then slowed it down, which is how they got the, uh, the, uh, the sound that they, uh, they have on the record, which is really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, for me, I wasn't um, a fan of George Michael or Wham in the style or in the way of like listening to full albums by either. Um, but I did like a lot of, of songs from both. I mean, you obviously have Faith, uh, which I think might be in our in our later list uh, or at least was in one of the runnings there. Yeah. Um, and then Freedom uh, from 1990. Um, I didn't know this, but he also did a, a duet with uh, Elton John for Don't Let the Sun Go Down. Yep. Yeah. Uh, oh, that was such me. a terrific song. So it's good. a great song, but I did not know he was in there. Uh, yeah. was, he, was he in the original or did they re-release it together? I don't remember, but I remember the music video. Okay, and, like, and then you know, wake me up before you go. Uh, from Wham, uh, yeah. is is a fun song, which so. led to the epic gasoline fight in Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're here in the yes. finals, guys. This is oh, it. Um, <laughs> we are uh, we are here. Uh, don't stop believing. Uh, thriller, Michael Jackson. Uh, so it's Jackson versus Journey. Uh, people Fuck at home. Enough. Where are you? Uh, don't stop believing. Thriller, I guess, like what Andy said, let's go through each of these here. Let's go with uh, Don't Stop Believing by Journey. What do you guys got? Mike yeah. doesn't like Journey. What do you yeah, I'm not a huge. Uh, I just, this song, man, it's at every wedding. I just, For a reason. I, I, yeah, I can't. No, well, I guess the I chicken dance is too. But I, yeah, just I, can't. Can't. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> I like the chicken dance song better than I like Don't Stop Believing. What? I mean, come go. on. Don't Stop Believing is an anthem. It has one of the best opening keyboard riffs in rock. Uh, I mean, what's not to like about Don't Stop Believing? I don't. I, I, I can't. To be honest with you, I can't quite put my finger on what I don't like about the song besides the fact that um, I don't like it. You just heard it too much, and now it's. Overplayed. I think so. I think I think so. Yeah, I get uh, it, that. It regained popularity uh, as being in the Sopranos series finale, uh, made in America. Um, it also yeah. gets played uh, at Detroit Red Wings games quite a bit for the eleven fans that go to that. <laughs> and uh, the San Francisco Giants. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It, I mean, it's a great song. It's one of my favorites uh, of all time. Well, it made it this far, obviously. So. Born and raised in South Detroit. <laughs> you know where that is? There is no South Detroit. Well, there's a southern part of Detroit. But... Yeah, which is um, the Canadian city of Windsor. <laughs> um, not not Detroit. Obviously, just it went well. He said he tried North Detroit, <laughs> East, West, and it just didn't sing well. So South Detroit sounded beautiful, and that's what he went with. Um yeah, the title of the song came from, I guess, the keyboardist Jonathan Cain's father. Basically, when he was, uh, when Jonathan Cain was a struggling musician, um, he would call his dad, and his dad just told him, Don't stop believing, or you're done, dude. And then, <laughs> basically, and then yeah. uh, Full House came on. You got it, dude. <laughs> moshi, moshi. Moshi, moshi. <laughs> House cream. 
So, um, yeah, so I, I mentioned it earlier, but uh, Steve Perry uh, was the lead vocal vocalist first. Uh, and then Steve, and forgive me, I think it's Ajeri or uh, Steve Ajeri. He was the uh, second white guy I was talking about. Um, he was <laughs> actually from uh, 98 to 2006. So I saw them in 2004. Um, and then their uh, latest singer is uh, Arnel uh, Pineda. Uh, who is a Filipino singer um, who actually got the uh, the the gig uh, from singing their songs on uh, YouTube, uh, oh, nice. and he sounds exactly uh, like Past Journey. If you were listening to them now, you probably wouldn't know um, that it was a, a different singer. Um, he actually learned English from singing yeah. Journey oh, songs. Wow. Yeah, when he uh, first started singing, he was just saying the words phonetically. He didn't know what he was saying. He was just saying the words mm. and then if you don't know uh now you know the bassist of journey right now is randy jackson from oh. american idol um, well that's interesting because so, i have a katana signed by randy jackson nice he was the bassist from 85 to 87 Come on, people. um and then he came back in 2020 so randy jackson is back with journey uh which is kind of crazy to think about but um yeah, but there's a stepbrothers joke in there, and neither one of you numbskulls know what the hell is <laughs> Stepbrothers is not one of my. I know. Of oh, my you made that abundantly yeah. clear in that episode. I'll never let you down. <laughs> All right. So well, hey, uh, what about Thriller? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just a thriller. Thriller. Thriller of the night. I mean, come oh. on. Thriller's music video is, again, best one of the best music, if not the best music video of all time. Uh, for me, if you haven't seen it, Smooth Criminal is is a is a amazing music video as well by yeah. him, um, which actually was just a scene from his movie Moonwalker, um, which is a horrifying experience uh, to watch. <laughs> uh, but you should; it's amazing. Gotta save the children. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is great. Thriller is a great song. I mean, if you do not get through a Halloween without listening to Thriller more than five or ten times, is it really Halloween? Yeah, um, it's like Monster yeah. Mash, Thriller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Vincent Price was brought in for the yeah. for the spoken dialogue, um, and the spoken dialogue was actually based on uh, the Hounds of uh, Baskerville by Sir Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hmm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, having they, that music video come out and premiering doubled the sales of Thriller. Um, sold over oh. a million copies on VHS and became the best-selling videotape of all time. Um, it basically transformed music videos into a serious art form. Um, and uh, it's weird because I you don't think of music videos anymore, or at least I don't because I'm old. Um, but like <laughs> music videos aren't a thing anymore, at least in comparison to when we were kids. I remember like waiting for music videos to come on on early MTV or VH1. Yeah. Um, or even looking, you know, trying to find VHS tapes that had compilations of music videos. Um, I remember renting music video compilation VHSs from mom and pop movie stores. Um, so never returning them. And never returning. <laughs> <laughs> they're all in that. They're all in that closet behind. Yeah. I know. No, I am. I am. I am single handedly the reason why movie time video in Warwick has shut down. Uh, so I apologize. <laughs> Uh, I went to all the mom and pop. I was well, a major you know, video guy myself. I I was too. I owed them a lot of money. Um, <laughs> that was the one next to Park View, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, yeah, major video, Hollywood video, blockbuster video, and then I would go to all the mom and pops because they had a bunch of wrestling 
uh, VHSs that the bigger yeah. ones didn't have. You can never get them at Blockbuster. Uh, there was a doctor video, if anybody remembers this. If you're a Rhode Islander, doctor video was where Subway is on Reservoir Ave next to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> and it was owned by a guy who lived on High School Avenue uh, back behind East. And uh, we would go in there all the time. Doctor video is awesome. Oh and then there was a, a video store next to Benny's on Park Ave that we used to go into all the time. Richard's uh, video store. Hmm. Um, so it was just Thanks fun stuff. <laughs> I, hey, there's a lot of good mom and pop video stores. We yeah. actually just watched the last blockbuster on Hulu or Netflix. I can't remember which one. Um, and we had Eliza watching it with us. And uh, we just reminiscing and telling Blew her about mind. Going to them, yeah. It's just you know they love hearing those stories of us talking to the phones on the wall and uh, <laughs> you know being attached to things and uh, you know all that stuff. They love hearing those old stories of, of us old people. But a mobile yeah. phone back then was having a twenty five foot phone cord. Yeah, you could actually yeah. sit down in a chair <laughs> while being on the phone. That was like huge for me. I, I was telling them. So I had a good friend named Dante, and Dante, if you're listening uh, today, um, you know I'm I'm gonna embarrass you, but um dante had a uh, a cell phone in his car it was one of those car phones that legit Fancy. was like a phone with the wire from mm -hmm. the middle of the car and he also had in there uh the first time i ever saw a um a tape player that you would just press the button and it would know what the next song was and it would fast forward to the next song on tape and i thought that was the coolest so thing he was seen. he was balling yeah, he was, was balling he, for a little while, yeah. Is he driving a Chrysler LeBaron? Like, this is... <laughs> where's, your, where's your LeBaron? Where's your LeBaron? <laughs> that uh, is man. high class. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Thriller had a bunch of different instruments on there. Like, if you really listen, uh, there's a lot going on there. Uh, synthesizers, drum machines, more synthesizers, guitars, pianos, a pipe organ, a horn section which had trumpets, trombone, a flugelhorn. A what? <laughs> a flugelhorn, a saxophone, and a flute. Look up what a flugelhorn is. I yeah, I, I kind of. I'm gonna look and, up a. I and then believe you. And then you got different sounds going on because it's <laughs> Halloween based. So you got like um, howling which they tried to get a Great Dane in a barn overnight. And this Great Dane was like, I am not having it and not, I'm not making any noise. So Michael Jackson just did the howling himself. <laughs> um, Sounds like something he would do. Yeah. Creaking doors, a horn swoggle. <laughs> a flugelhorn just looks like a weird trumpet. Okay. So they could just put weird trumpet and that would have sufficed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't so need to know what it's called. Yeah, the music video they had to cut down too for like TV uh, a lot of the time. So like sometimes you get the four minute version, be like, cool, that was that was awesome. And then other times you get like the the fifteen minute version. Yeah, the, and the, it's like the well, TRL's over or whatever. <laughs> We're watching it on. All uh, right. Well, what are we going for, guys? Man. Is this thriller uh, or is it uh, the other one, Journey? It's thriller for me. It's thriller for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the first uh cassette i bought with my own money at um oh shoot what is that place called now now i don't remember what it's called it was on the second floor of the rhode island mall no oh, oh no. saturday night matinee uh is that what that place was called something like that saturday yeah yeah um hmm. so tina will remember she'll probably comment yeah yeah i i used to also buy my 
Michael Jackson and I not only have the same initials, uh, we have the same birthday. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's so pointless. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't share a birthday with Steve Perry, so get better. <laughs> Um, no, I, I appreciate, uh, your birthday uh, knowledge, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going with, I'm going with thriller too, for sure. All right, yeah. uh, thriller as well. Do we have, do we have a cool, uh, song? Guys, no, look, there's a group effort. Please stop. Come on. You guys are embarrassing us. Really. We embarrass ourselves enough. I, I don't know what to do. They just they just keep clapping. <laughs> you know. Like my face is red. Um, I can't believe it. <laughs> uh yeah, anyways, uh, Michael Jackson. Uh it was a great uh Artie doesn't know how just to kill a joke. He knows how to stab it multiple <laughs> times, chop it up, put it in a garbage bag, and Hit throw it, it out in the with a golf club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh talking about talking about <laughs> Sorry. Most most expensive music videos. I thought this would have been one of them. It's not uh Scream. It looks like uh cost uh, seven million dollars. Uh, that was the video with Janet, right? It was that weird yeah. CGI video where they're yes. playing like handball in space or something. Yeah, surprisingly, Black or White, <laughs> also uh, by Michael Jackson, cost four million. Uh, Roland by Limp Biscuit, three million. Um, I, I don't even That's see now that I'm thinking about pinnacle it, of class. So you can make a music video on your cell phone. They didn't have cell phones then. I'm just saying. There's, there was technology back then, too. You could easily make a, a music video uh, cheap. You could, yeah, but you could, Scream, especially in the 80s. Scream was all uh, computer generated, and um, That's true. Black or White had all that uh, face morphing technology. All, that was all expensive. I'm is there's, there's better things to put your money into. Like, like his uh, like face. People who, <laughs> I won't get into it. But Anyways, you know. hey, Thriller by Michael Jackson <laughs> has made it. It is the number one uh, song of the first half of the decade, 1980 to 1984. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when we'll hit up the second thing, if we're going to do that next or we're going to push it a little bit out. But no, let's, let's do it. I we're just going to do it next? Yeah. All right, 1985 to 1989 is next. But this is important, folks. We won't be on Thursday next week. Yes, uh, important news. Uh, we may change the day. For next week, I think we're still getting together next week, uh, but I think we're shooting for Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, but we will throw that out on Facebook for sure um, to uh, let you guys know. Uh, June's going to be a little wonky for us, I think, just because we've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, but uh, as you know, summer is uh, we're, we're coming out and they open a little bit more in the summer here. So, uh, but we are going to continue to bring you guys new episodes. Um, at least uh, three times a month uh, for you guys so that we can continue to uh, hang out with you guys this summer. Um, anything else, guys? Andy, Mike? No. No, we'll I'm happy with our Yeah, happy with our choice. Uh, let's let these uh, folks go to bed. Now, I, I didn't talk to Andy and Mike about this, but I'm assuming after we're done with 1985 to 1989, we take the winner of that versus the winner of oh, today. Of and we yes. combine it and make it the top winner of all time or of the 80s, all time. Of the winner 80s. of all time of the 80s. Winner yes. of the all time of the 80s. <laughs> yeah. the, 80, um, the, uh, the 1980s. 
<laughs> yes. I mean, if we do the 1880s, do... I don't know if I'll know too many songs, but I'll, I'm willing to do it. Let's do an 1880s episode, um, <laughs> which will probably have a lot of flugelhorns in it. <laughs> um, anyways, that's it, guys. Hey, I thank you what? for joining. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know what that's from. Sometimes Tina's... I put up comments, and they're in the wrong time frame. I think um, Tina's saying that Thriller is the top song of the 80s. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is a great way to end the episode. Like, <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, but hey, thanks for joining us. I hope you liked our background as much as I did. Um, it's a oh, pretty so sweet good. background. Yeah, so it sick. is. It's great. I wish I had um, laser beams. <laughs> That's it. It looks like Tron. Andy yeah. pointed out, uh, so uh, he had to, to uh, brag because uh, he was always able to get the laser backgrounds at school, uh, while the rest of us had the dull blue. I always wanted it. And my mom was like, <laughs> no. She's like, we live in Cranston. What do you Yeah, do you want to eat dinner? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. The, and why did that one cost so much more? Like, Because it was cool. They're not was, do, yeah, but, they're, but they don't, they're not doing anything extra with it. It was an they're extreme just, with an X. It's but, a green screen. But I used to get... Uh, the lines? Like, like, lightning bolts in yeah. my hair. Like, how cool of a picture would that be with that background? Just saying, mom, you missed out. I'd do that I'm, now. I'm glad <laughs> you missed out on the pictures, but I'm glad you fed me. So. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to green screen that into my background for next week. All right. Well, hey, this has been an extremely <laughs> long episode, and we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. We did lose one viewer; they probably went to sleep. Um, <laughs> but other than that, thank you uh, for hanging out with us, and thank you. We will see you next week on You Dad Me at Hello. You didn't ask for it. But we are, I haven't said that in so long. <laughs> but here we are, anyways. <laughs>